This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, saving your day from boredom with the best podcasting entertainment. Welcome, nerds. I'm Mark Weber, and you are listening to A Graphic Conversation, a bi-weekly podcast where we read, discuss, and recommend the best, and hopefully not the worst, in graphic novels. I'm joined, as I always am, by the original man-child, Ricky Widmer. What's up, what's up, guys? And this time around, we decided to go with Hellboy, Seed of Destruction, uh, you know, graphic novel, trade paperback. You can mm-hmm. call us out on that because technically <laughs> it's a trade paperback. But uh, most of the things we read actually are. Anyways, um, so if you're new to this podcast, like I said, we're going to, you know, we had already read it. We're not going to read it on the show, uh, but we'll discuss it on the show. I actually had a question about that where mm-hmm. someone was like, I'm like, oh, we do a comic book podcast. And they're like, oh, so you read it. On the podcast? I was like, no, 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 no. no. We don't do... That'd be a way too long podcast, especially if Ricky's reading. also with copyright issues. Yeah. Uh, Plenty of them. Um, So we're going to talk about it in first a spoiler-free section. So if you haven't read it but you want to, you can just kind of hang out for a little bit. Uh, That section's usually not that long before we get into the spoiler zone and we talk full-on spoilers and talk about this and, you know, say whether or not you should read it. You don't have to have read it before uh, this podcast to enjoy the podcast. You can just be a part of it. And you can always let us know things that you think uh, down below in the comment section. If you're on YouTube, if you're listening to this on whatever you listen to podcasts on, at Ricky Widmer, at the Mark Weber, or at Most Fable Pod. You got lots of stuff you can do, and of course, you can always go on to patreon.com backslash most fable podcast if you want to be on this show and uh, give your thoughts about some uh, some graphic novels. They could be the first. They the could. first to be on a graphic conversation. They sure could. Uh, but for this, we have Hellboy, Seed of Destruction. Uh, first thoughts coming in. What were your kind of expectations? Well, my first thoughts coming in were, okay, is this going to be one that picks up at the very beginning of Hellboy's origin story, or are we going to get one where it's like, hey, this is kind of like a run where we're mm-hmm. going to start here, and this is going to be like a, let's say, five-volume run that we go with for these graphic novels. And that was my just big thing of, are we going to get the traditional Hellboy origin story that we've seen in the Ron Perlman movie, that you've seen if you saw the newer uh, Harbor Hellboy movie were we going to see that again? And I'm not going to say it because it's spoiler, but I almost said either yes or no. But that was my biggest question. Yeah, and I, I think that coming into this, I really – like I had seen Hellboy. I saw it in theaters when it came out, that mm-hmm. movie. That was a long time ago. I really don't remember it very much. Uh, so I was like, all right, this is going to be kind of cool. You know, I'm going to get to see this again. Uh, I have to admit, I wasn't particularly excited about reading Hellboy again because mm-hmm. I just never really – Hellboy is not a have character we, that gets me excited. Have we read Hellboy before? I think we didn't. I don't think we have. Okay. I think this is our first I think first we've Hellboy. debated it a couple of times yeah. and we haven't. Hellboy just, it's not a character that really grabs me. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are cool things to Hellboy, um, but, you know, he's going to be lower on my list. It's a unique, like, Hellboy to me is a unique kind of a character where unless you're a either a huge fan of Hellboy or you're... You have seen Hellboy, and you're like, you know what? I was entertained during the movie, and you like the kind of style, personality, I should say, of Hellboy. 
you're going to have fun during this. Well, I should say you're going to like this Mm -hmm. graphic novel. Um, Whereas if you're someone like yourself, that's like, you know what? Hellboy. Because it's like it's got a unique art style. It sure does. It's very pulpish. It's not like anyone else. It's not afraid to do like the at. And this might be a spoiler, but whatever. At the very beginning, you don't get classic. You don't get like mm-hmm. classic text bubbles. It's like, hey, we're gonna hit you with a couple paragraphs, like you're reading a book. Yeah, and it is the classic spoiler, not spoiler. Yeah, the classic. Uh, we're not in spoiler mode, but Ricky's gonna spoil something for you, anyways. Uh, th- you know, it, it's interesting, and I, I'm glad you mentioned the art style. Cause I like mm-hmm. the art style quite a bit. Uh, it's definitely nice. It's fun to get something a little bit different than to, what we're used to seeing. Yeah, because I mean, you, you have so many bubbles, and you just kind of get, you know, a little mm-hmm. used to it. And then every time you get something different, whether it's like this, the Killing Joke, whatever, uh, you know, it's. I think Killing Joke's the one that has. Maybe it's not Killing Joke that Arkham has Arkham like, Asylum. All yeah, Arkham Asylum. That's what it is. Uh, it's just fun to have something that's different and kind of refreshing. They had like every the ha ha has in red that were yeah. like behind the Joker where in the it's background. like. And and sometimes you get that and you're like, ah, but I mean, it's cool art. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it works so well with comic book. Yeah. Um, and and this at times can have a little bit of that, but I think I liked it a little bit more than Arkham. Well, it's like it's with Arkham Asylum. That's mm-hmm. a. I look at that as like, okay, we're going to shock you with the art value. Where it's like we're going more into we're trying to make it a horror yeah. style kind of a comic, and that's what's going to fit. Where as whenever I read Hellboy, the thing I always kind of get is it's got this, like, retro kind of an art style where he's somebody that, from his origin, since he's going to be dealing with Nazis and everything and mm-hmm. with the past, I think it kind of fits the yeah. character to have I mean, an he's art a, style. He's a demon. That might be a little bit more retro. Yeah, I mean, Hellboy is just basically a demon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, demon baby. So it kind of works to have a little bit of a different... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then the bright and shiny Marvel that you see a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is uh, Dark Horse, not uh, not Marvel. Mm-hmm. But so, it you know, it's interesting. It's interesting. I wasn't particularly excited about it. I will go ahead and admit that I left probably in about the same headspace. Uh, with that, I wasn't particularly that excited when I left. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't blow you away. It didn't. It, it's got those little moments, and it's cool. Um, it's less fun than I think I expected. Because I, I kind of do remember that with the Hellboy movie, that it was very mm-hmm. fun. It was action-packed. It, you know, he's a witty character. Um, this one is a very... And even in the comics, he he typically is, a you know, kind of a witty character. You know, maybe a little bit of a drunk or something. Uh, he's a very just kind of stoic action hero. Mm-hmm. It really reminds me of a classic epic Mm-hmm. Where you have, you know, a guy like Beowulf, who really has no personality. He's just a badass who goes and kills people yeah. and monsters. And in the end, he's going to do everything. And you really don't question the fact that he can do everything. You're saying that's how you felt reading that. That's how I felt Hellboy okay. was in this one. He was very just mm-hmm. kind of stoic. He's just an action hero who's just going to like, he doesn't have personality. I'm not, there's one part that really stood out to me. And mm-hmm. I was like, what the hell, man? Uh, I won't say it now because it's a big spoiler. Um but his reaction to a particular thing that happens to a particular character mm-hmm. is just, that's it? That's it? Okay. All right. Fine. Sure. Whatever. Um, but, you know, overall it's pretty cool. And, and you get some giant frogs and stuff like that, which is, if you're into giant frogs, here they are. <laughs> yeah. And I'm in the same boat as you. If I keep talking any longer, I'm going to spoil some stuff. So, uh, with that said, the last thing we'll do before we enter a mm-hmm. spoiler uh, zone is... Who 
is this for? You don't need to give a recommendation, but who would enjoy this? This is for diehard Hellboy fans or anybody who does not know the origin of Hellboy and wants a kind of first introduction mm-hmm. to Hellboy and wants to see what it's like. And kind of part of me doesn't even want to say that because it wasn't. I agree with you. Probably wasn't the best Hellboy comic that I've read. Um, but I will say if you are have not read a Hellboy story, you do not even know Hellboy's origin. You're like, I don't even know if Hellboy would be my style. This is for you because it's short enough mm-hmm. and it gives you that origin. It is short, yeah, and it's easy to kind it's of go through. It's only four issues. Um, which, honestly, I feel like for, for most uh, graphic novels and trade paperbacks, four or five issues is plenty. Not like Avengers uh, yeah. Avengers versus X-Men that we did there. Yeah, last 12. episode, it's it's like you sit there and you're just like, why is this thing so damn long? Uh, break it up in half. You guys can sell more. Uh, but anyways, uh, you know, it is pretty quick. I, I feel like you have to already have some love for Hellboy. To, to truly get this. Uh, because, yes, it's the origin story. Mm-hmm. But there's other origins out there as well that you can mm-hmm. you can pick that up and read that instead. Uh, or you can just Google, you know, origin story for Hellboy, get a really quick read, and then mm-hmm. read something else a little bit more entertaining. I'll, I'll also say this. I'm going to say it's for the people that saw the newer Hellboy, the one that just came out. Um, mm-hmm. And are interested. I think by the time this is going up, it's like a month ago. If you saw that movie, there were a lot of connections where reading this, I was like, oh, okay, this was a source material for them yeah. in some way. Yeah, and, and it is kind of, it does seem like it's a little bit of a kind of classic starting point here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just feel like you're going to be better served. There's nothing here that you absolutely have to know mm-hmm. to read Hellboy later on. Yeah. Just read something later on and then come back if you've, if mm-hmm. you've enjoyed Hellboy. Come back and then get the origin. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it's it's just fine. I always get that recommendation for Parks and Recreation. Start with season two, enjoy it, come back to season one. That's a, that's a good analogy because that's probably going to be, spoiler not spoiler, mm-hmm. it's probably going to be where I'm leaning on end of the episode. For sure. But <laughs> speaking of spoilers, uh, we'll be doing that pretty soon. So here's how it works. You can press pause, but you don't want to do it now. Uh, you can go ahead and if you really, really want to read this, before you get some stuff spoiled, you'll be able to press pause in a little bit when I tell you, not right now, and then come back to us later. We're not going mm-hmm. anywhere. We're in this room forever, stuck here, if you're watching on YouTube. Otherwise, we're just stuck in your ears forever, <laughs> uh, just waiting to be allowed to talk again. I will wait here as long as needed. Right. I don't need to eat, right? Nope. And uh, we're going to spoil some stuff, so that's going to happen in a little bit. So if you're interested in not having it spoiled, um, you can press pause right now. All right, spoiler zone. Welcome. Let's start with what you were talking about. Yeah. What's the interaction? Like, that's what yeah. I want to know. What's the interaction that you were like, really? That's what? That's how that's playing out? <laughs> Professor uh, Professor Broomholm or whatever, uh, his adopted dad, mm-hmm. he dies, right? And what does Hellboy do on the phone? He's dead. Are you sad about that? Like, does does it affect you in any way emotionally, maybe? Um, do you have emotions? Uh, do you have emotions? And, and I know that people, you know, are people going to mourn differently? People going to react differently? And it's not his real dad. His real dad is like Satan or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really. But um, you just sit there and you're like, really? Your only reaction is no tears, no, oh, man. No, it's just he's dead. All right. Yeah, you know. I didn't really, for me, I didn't harp on that because 
I came in, I've come in with a little bit of kind of more Hellboy knowledge, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, more like you said. You're like, I can't remember what the Ron Perlman movie was like. And yeah. exactly what you said were, yes, it's his dad, but it's not really his dad. It's not his like, real dad. Like they have not a, my real dad. They have a unique relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, even in the um, newer Hellboy movie, they have a unique relationship where, like, one of the throwaway lines that Hellboy says is, like, dad gives him a box and he opens it up it's a new gun and he goes eh some dads get their kids Legos and it's just like that's their relationship and they're yeah. not like Hellboy at times is kind of like they're not gonna have a heart to heart argue exactly yeah. if, if they do have the heart to heart it's more on that like tough love side of things and it's mm-hmm. more of like an argument I still feel in that da, case da, da. maybe you get pissed yeah you know like there should have been some emotion to mm-hmm. that um, not the t- most terrible thing in the world but what that shows to me is you have somebody who is trying to tell this story and they've got all the plot points and this is just a kind of a classic writer's thing mm-hmm. when you really hammer out those plot points you're like gotta get here gotta get there gotta get there a lot of times characterization kind of falls apart Mm-hmm. And that's just what it was to me. It's just somebody who was focused on the plot because really the plot's pretty good for this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got a cool plot. Um, it, they're focused on the plot. They're not focused on the character. So Hellboy just seems very cardboard. Well, and here's the question I have for you with that interaction. Mm-hmm. So we've got here, and I'm going to go panel by panel a little bit. So it's like Hellboy's face, and he goes, sir? And then you see his dad kind of thrown through mm. the window, and he's there with the spots that we'll learn about later with it. And then it cuts to him running out where it looks like he maybe got no clothes on, which I was like, I thought you had a trench coat on in the last panel. Meh, don't worry about it. And he starts talking about like his faults, mm-hmm. and he mentions it would be that sometimes I get angry. Like, that's what gets him into yeah. trouble. And I almost wonder if that was kind of like a a jump cut of, like, dead body. All right, now we're going to, like, he's talking and narrating, like, about himself. But now we're cutting to a new part where this panel of him running out mm-hmm. into the hall is not right after his dad died. Yeah. It's a snapshot of a different and part I, in the timeline. And I feel like part of it, too, is just uh, with our, our writer here, um, who wrote this, Mignola, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of was like, all right, I don't really care about this dad character, so I'm going to just kind of whatever with this dad character. I'm focused on these people, you know, focused mm-hmm. on Hellboy, uh, you know, being a little bit more focused on um, – our, you know, our, our bad guys be focused on. I'm trying to I'm playing on the name Liz, right? Liz Sherman. Yep. Uh, and, and Liz, Liz and Abe. Abe being focused on those characters, not being focused on this guy over here. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't matter too much. Um, I mean, at the I was shocked at the beginning mm-hmm. when they killed the father. Yeah. And that's only because like I think in the Ron Perlman one, they didn't. I'm not going to give spoilers for the Harbor one in case people haven't seen it right now. Um, but. For the Ron Perlman one, I don't think they killed um, the dad character. They might have, but like you said, it's been so long with that. Mm-hmm. I actually changed my mind. It is right after because then he fights the um, lizard frog person, and that's who gave God, I love these frogs. the dad um, the spots. Mm-hmm. I just, with me, I'm not really harping on like that whole thing because, like, First off, where you said, like, you're not going to cry or anything, 
him fighting the baddie. Boy well, doesn't have to cry, but he's got to have some emotion. Him fighting the bad guy is him starting to cope with it. Like, Hellboy is anger. Anger drives him, mm-hmm. and it usually gets him in trouble. But he didn't show us that. I think they tried to when he was, like, because when he says it mm-hmm. usually gets him in trouble, and then he starts fighting the frog person, the frog person wraps its tongue around his arm, and he's yeah. like, ah, oh, that fucking hurts. Like, then he starts getting angry, and that is kind of like him fighting that mm-hmm. and killing it is coping I, with that in a way. It, I think you could have done that, mm-hmm. but we're missing a panel. Yeah. Then. If that is that's what they were going for, we're, we're missing, missing a, a panel, panel after the frog Bef- person dies. Before or after. Mm-hmm. we got to have something that actually shows us that other than now he fights because he's been fighting multiple yeah. times. Like that classic, like... The bad guy's laying there who just killed someone you love, and you just go, hasta la vista, and boom, right through the head. Yeah, you know, you Like just, that, this is, I won this, and I yeah. did this because you did that. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so, frog monsters. I don't know what this, I don't know what Hellboy fro- world has. They're frogs. They're frogs. Okay, because they they're were definitely like, frogs. Because later on they start talking about snakes, and I was like, "No, they're f- so they're snakes? They're totally frogs. Okay, um, they're amphibians. Yeah, and... And snakes are amphibians, mm-hmm. I, I believe. Um, they are? I thought they were reptiles. I don't know. Someone look it up. Yeah, someone look this up for us. Uh, I thought frogs and snakes were both of the same thing, but I don't know. No, no, because I don't know. Just look it up before I say anything else about snakes, because I don't really know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> I'm a snake. I, the, the first time, because the snakes are the snakes. The frogs are not in either movie, right? No. Yeah, so the frogs are not in either movie. I haven't seen the new one, so I don't know, and I didn't remember from the first one. Frogs are not in the new one. I know that for sure. They're definitely... I'm pretty sure they're not in the first one either. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I would have remembered some frog monsters. Uh, so you sit there and you're like, I feel like we could have had a cooler villain, like a, you know, cooler henchman monsters mm-hmm. than frogs. Yeah, so frogs uh-huh. are from the Enfil... En- Amphibia family. Cool. And uh, snakes are from the reptilia family. Okay, so they're different. <laughs> they're different. And that's um, their classes. Now we know. Class family, I guess they're the same thing. I wasn't a science guy in school. Yeah. And I, I like <laughs> biology, actually. But uh, that was, <laughs> Which would have been that right was about in like the 14 bi- years ago that I I taken a, like, I've taken a biology class. Man, I liked biology, but man, I didn't remember if snakes and frogs were the same, man. Yeah, I didn't take animal kingdom biology. <laughs> I was like, you know, cells and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I did take Genetics. A, is... I did take a plant biology class in college, <laughs> okay. and it was much harder than I expected. And it was really upsetting to me. Uh, uh, but the coolest thing was one day the teacher's like, the new Radiohead album came out, and he's mm-hmm. like, we're just going to listen to Radiohead in this class <laughs> and you're like, today. Fuck yeah, man. Uh, this is great. I'm definitely down to listen to this Radiohead album. Uh, so these frog monsters, mm-hmm. Hellboy has the potential to be like, you know, kind of that gritty, scarier kind of thing. Um, and I and I feel like these frog monsters don't really get that for you. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I think is totally awesome, and I, this will lead into another question um so with a a death of uh he you know he's in that victorian house Mm -hmm. and then there's i I forgot who died or if that person was even important um but somebody dies and there is a frog you're talking about the lady of the house yes lady the lady was she important i don't really she was so she was the mother of the three sons who ended up being the frog people that they turned into and she was married to 
I think his name was Eric something. The guy who mm-hmm. basically used Abe to harpoon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So that guy at the end, she was married to him. That's why she was there. Uh, it was her I, house. I love that she dies and in the teacup is a frog. That was probably my favorite moment in the whole thing. Because you, know, you know the frogs are there. Yeah, because you know they're there. It's like that secret. You as the mm-hmm. uh, as the reader are like, I know there's danger here. Yeah, that's you don't know there's danger, but I know it's here. Mm-hmm. And I want to just tell you that kill that fucking frog, please, yeah. right there, because he's going to come back and get you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was probably my favorite moment of this whole thing. What is your favorite moment of Seed of Destruction? <sighs> my favorite moment, to be honest, is the very end. Yeah. The, oh, what was it called? Did they even have a name for it? I'm going to pull it up. Um, the little, like, um, ceremony the, or whatever they no, were doing? The little, like, epilogue was oh, my favorite, where okay. he was fighting the, the, like, the dog came out, and he's like, oh, look at the cute little dog. And it's like, I'm not a cute little dog. I'm a mm-hmm. big manly, manly dog. Yeah. Um, like, that to me was, like, through this entire thing, we got snippets of what, to me, the true Hellboy is that kind of like the witty character. Yeah, like, those are what you expect out of a Hellboy. And in the epilogue, I got that. Mm-hmm. And where I was kind of like, why didn't I get this Hellboy throughout the entire thing? Right. Like, and the only thing that I didn't like about this one is it was very. I'm the arch villain, and here's my monologue, and here's numerous, numerous panels about what I'm going to do and what I did totally. do, and here I'm going to explain. It's like, get to the point, Rasputin. Yeah. I know you're the big baddie. You're going to come back. You're the Joker. What Joker is the Batman, you are the Hellboy. But it was like, that to me kind of dragged it down to where when I got to the epilogue, it was faster pace. It was more action. Um, the part where he saved Liz in the epilogue, um, I think that was a separate one. Yeah. So he had the first one with the dog. Then he had the one with um, the head in the jar, which was one of the guys from when he first was born, basically, and came yeah. out of the ground. And my favorite part, it's small, but I love it, is at the very end of it, they have the artists and the author's name at the bottom yeah and it says um mike mcnola it was it was all his idea john burns along for the ride that made me chuckle yeah like hey this is my idea this guy's just here he's along for the ride he's hanging out he's having fun (laughs) uh i i always enjoy and and it also reminds me of you know captain america Mm -hmm. with uh with uh red skull man um Red Skull Man. <laughs> yeah. Not just Red Skull, Red Skull Man. No, it's a lot cooler to call him Red Skull Man. Uh, you know, with those, like, weird... Because um, if you're not a history buff mm-hmm. or care about World War II history, uh, the Nazis were totally into this stuff. They yeah. were totally into supernatural things. Mm-hmm. I would assume that's that they I, didn't accomplish anything. That's why um, I always thought that, like, with Hellboy... Mm-hmm. It made so much sense that they linked it with the Nazis. Yes, and they do that a little bit with uh, with Captain America too. Mm-hmm. Uh, with like um, with Z- Hydra, yeah, with Hydra being very into this yeah. type of stuff. Um, and those, I always think those stories are cool because you have that little like superhero stuff, but you also have that supernatural mm-hmm. part to it, and it feels. It's, it's going to say sound strange because superheroes and supernatural, mm-hmm. but it feels grounded in reality still. 
Because yeah. it was something that that group was actually mm-hmm. into. But they were trying like, to do that type of stuff. But it's like, what if it was real? Exactly. What if they found the supernatural? Yeah, it's not just the, like, yes, Nazis were weirdly into this stuff and tried to make things happen, if you mm-hmm. go back and look at it, uh, and most likely failed. I don't know. Uh, but in this, it's exactly that. It's the, well, let's say they didn't fail. Let's check that out. If you've seen Death, Love, and Robots... Uh, the shorts on Netflix. I one was, of them has, I was has gonna, that. I was going to watch that, and I couldn't remember if it that was, was the um, one you were talking about. It is. You should watch it. It's interesting. <laughs> uh, it was um, it was the Russians, though, instead of, of the Nazis mm-hmm. doing this. Um, can I say something that's just interesting, and I, I think it's totally thrown in there, and I kind of get why they throw it in there, but at the mm-hmm. same time, it's like, I feel like we don't need this. Go. Is our aliens that show up to watch. Yeah. They didn't do anything. They didn't do anything. They, you know, they're they're fearing here, the destruction of the universe, here, but they don't really accomplish or, or really contribute anything. Here's the only thing I thought about them. Mm-hmm. Are they the same species as Abe? Because that's Could what be. I was thinking. I was like, okay, is... Right, because they didn't do anything. They're like, oh, my God, we got to stop it. They're oh, just watching. But let's not do anything. Yeah. Um, there's that. Number two, are they like the Watchers in Marvel where it's like, hey, we can't get involved. They got to do this themselves. Or three, this is the one that I really thought it was. I was like, oh, is that just a hint that like, hey, this is what Abe was. Mm-hmm. Like we have him, but like. This is his real home, his real species. Yeah. We're just showing you this because later down the line, they'll become players. Yeah, it's the kind of thing where they're obviously supposed to be relevant at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just kind of a – it's a moment that throws you out of the story, I feel like. You're just like, mm-hmm. what is that? Uh, can And then you have to get pulled back in with the, the fight yeah. that happens soon after. Um, and, of course, Hellboy being a action hero – Gets a grenade and goes this yeah this goes down your throat. Uh, but I also it like the hey I even I even used this in a couple months so I hope it still works. Mm-hmm. Boom hey it works like that was to me like okay classic Hellboy yeah you've kind of you kind of started to figure and that's the thing is like there's that little struggle of sometimes it, it feels like they figure it out the character yeah sometimes it feels like they figure it out sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't uh, and it's kind of like a. I don't know if they just kind of realized maybe when they're working on these issues, someone says, hey, this character's not that interesting. Can you spice him up a little bit? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, we can do that in but, issues three and four. But they don't go back and – well, they you can't, can't go back. It's, it's already out. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. So that that's kind of what I'm Because that's the about. thing I always forget about, that issues one and two are out into the world. Yep. And you can't change them. Exactly. It's gone. It's out there. Well, you can. You go, you know what? We're going to start over again. Yeah, we're going to reissue it. Yeah, we're going to start back over. Um, any Anything that we missed that you'd like to talk about? Um, The only thing that with me was one of my favorite character with all of Hellboy is Abe Sapien. Mm-hmm. And I love the part where they were like, yeah, it's kind of a weird joke that uh, the date on whatever case he was found in was the day Lincoln died. And it's like, oh, so that's why he's Abe Sapien. Like, they didn't explain yeah. that in the Perlman movie. Uh-huh. Um, just a random little throwaway kind of. And it's just like, huh. It's a little throwaway, but it's an interesting one to where it's like, oh, yeah. I appreciate Abe Sapien more. Yeah. 
Gives you a little bit of something. I also do like the, are you okay? Your skin's kind of pale. Yeah, I'm fine. Doing all right. I'm good. Don't ask questions. I need water. Please. Um, so, uh, frog monsters aside, mm-hmm. uh, and I do appreciate this because my dog is terrified of frogs. Really? Uh, he hates frogs. Um, and he really doesn't run into frogs that often. But I was going to say, do you guys get frogs around the house? We, we not, I mean, we've had a couple in the backyard, mm-hmm. and then sometimes randomly walking down the street, it's like, oh, there's a frog there. And he freaks out. He he hates them. Bark, 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 bark. No, he's, bark or he's scared. Oh. He's scared of them. He's scared of frogs. He's scared of worms. But frogs are little teeny and guys. Snakes. Little well, some um, toads as well. Oh, okay, and, and big fat toads. Uh, Sometimes it's those small frogs you got to really watch out for. Those will yeah. kill you. Yeah, well, <laughs> not around here, fortunately, in, in the <laughs> Chicagoland area. Uh, I'm going to ask mm-hmm. recommendation. Should people read this? So, like I said earlier, if you have never read a Hellboy comic and you're like, well, you know what? Is it for me? Read it because you need the origin. But for our purposes. I was, because originally in the plan, when I put together the first draft of our schedule, Mm -hmm. before I kind of send it over to you to see um, what you were thinking, I originally had volume two down, which is called Wake the Devil. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? Let's start with one, because what if there's something in one that explains two? And now after reading one, I'm kind of sitting here going, yeah, you know, we should have been okay. We should have just fucking read number two Mm -hmm. um but we read it it's here if you like hellboy like i like hellboy i'm not a diehard hellboy fan i thought it was pretty okay like it wasn't a it wasn't no peep show um if we're gonna use that kind of a scale but if you already know the hellboy story you already know that you like hellboy just go on to volume two go on to wake the devil you don't have to read this but if you don't know the origin you have never had a hellboy book Read this one first. So my recommendation is going to basically be similar um, in the sense that if you like Hellboy, you should read this because it makes sense. It's an origin. You should read it if you like Hellboy. If you don't really know much about Hellboy, it's exactly that. It's skip to something else and then maybe decide to come back to this later. Um, so the exact opposite. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, you, you don't really – you don't really need this. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like you'll be just all right without it. Um, and really, maybe you can watch the movie instead, and that's enough of an origin, and you can just skip straight to two. Uh, so I, I feel no rush. Like I said, I wasn't terribly excited coming into it, mm-hmm. and I left basically the exact same uh, headspace that I came in with. So you can decide, though, by reading it yourself and letting us know down below in the comment section or, like I said, on Twitter, if you're just listening, not watching, uh, at Ricky Widmer, at the Mark Weber, and at Most Valuable Pod. Of course, you can always do a couple of the things that are really helpful. You can go rate us wherever it is that you listen to podcasts, but especially on iTunes. Uh, give us a five-star rating if you think we deserve it. I hope you do. And tell us, uh, or not us, but tell others why they should listen to it because that helps us just get found by more people. And Get into um, those ear holes. Yeah, they kind of need that. It's kind of helpful. <laughs> uh, and just let us know, of course, if you think we got anything wrong, if you think we missed your favorite part, uh, whatever it might be, let us know down below. But we're also going to see you in two weeks, which I should have pulled this schedule up beforehand uh, so I could tell you a little bit about what we're going to read in two weeks. Um, and, of course, now it's going to take a little bit of time. Yeah, I got it for you. I'm going to pull it up so you can type it into Google. Perfect. Um, this is 
I mean, we're still episode two. We're still getting everything going. Godzilla, Kingdom of the Monsters, Volume 1. Oh, okay. I don't need to read the description. <laughs> it's a Godzilla comic book. Uh, Godzilla's going to be there. There's going to be other monsters, too. Maybe mm-hmm. Mothra or something's going to show up. Uh, they're going to fight, and cities are going to probably get destroyed. I probably just I just spoiled the whole thing too. Which, uh, which by the way, I gotta throw him under the bus. Brandon uh-huh. Swanson and I were watching the national championship game um, mm-hmm. a while ago when it happened, and a Godzilla commercial came on for that movie, and he goes, "Oh, this is gonna be god awful," and I was like. Really? I'm kind of excited for it. I think it's going to be a good Godzilla movie. It's a Godzilla movie. You, I mean, you know what was, you're, you know what you're like, getting into with like, Godzilla do you movie. just not like monster movies? And he's like, I don't like monster movies. I'm like, yeah. Well, well, just know. say you don't like monster movies. It's like don't Jackie say Chan yeah. movie or Bruce Lee movie, you know, martial art movies. Mm-hmm. You know what you're getting into when you go to watch it. Yeah. You know, that's what Godzilla is. There's no such thing as a good goes, and a bad. Yeah, there's no such thing as a good or a bad Godzilla movie. It's just a Godzilla movie. I think the Godzilla movie that came out when we were kids with the, what was that, 2000 with the Taco Bell commercials? Mm-hmm. Year lizard, lizard, lizard. I no. think that Godzilla movie was not. There's good. no such thing as a bad or good. They are just Godzilla movies. The only reason, <laughs> the only way they could ruin a Godzilla movie is by giving Godzilla a love interest. Um, so until they do that, I think we'll be okay. Oh, that was 1998. Hmm, long time ago. A 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. It's just Mark. a Godzilla movie. There's no such thing as good or bad. You can also let us know about that if you want. But we will see you in two weeks when we read Godzilla King or, yeah, King of the Monsters. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.